Welcome to Triple Threat, the podcast with Jamel President, where it's good news and good vibes all the time, baby. When we left Portugal to come play with you and your system, Jamel, it was the best thing for Shane because you, you, you pushed him to do other things outside his box. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Jamel President and on Twitter at President Jamel. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast as I'll be bringing you a new interview every month. Hey, what's up, guys? Coming up next, we got Baptiste Staggers. We call him Big Bap. Um... Baptiste played in my travel ball uh, program back in middle school, a little bit through high school, um, and was very, very much a leader at an early age. Um, and you can tell from the interview and the, and the conversation how he speaks and his focus that he was a, a young, a young old kid per se. All right, he was always on time. He's one of the leaders of the team, and he did things the right way all the time. In our conversation, we talked about uh, the transition from middle school to high school, college, and a professional life and how he used uh, sports and the rec and travel in high school and college to prepare for uh, a successful professional life. In addition to that, having a, a great um, support system with his parents, uh, Donnie and Shaka. So let's get into the interview and hear what Bat was talking about. All right, we get started, man. I appreciate you coming on. You know, I appreciate uh, you reaching out. For sure, for sure. You know, uh, one of the things we try to do with our uh, podcast is like educate the um, the upcoming student athletes. You know, talking to former student athletes, people that did it before, on just the trials and tribulations on from the transition from middle school, high school, college, and the professional life. So I think you guys' stories play a a, a huge part into um, educating. Um, families and student athletes that's that's coming up okay for sure uh, for sure so uh, when we get before we get started well as we get started we like to take uh the audience through a little memory lane so um All if right. you don't mind take us um take us back to the parks and rivals area north charleston parks and Ri uh recreation was first started uh talk talk to us about that, that yeah uh, so so it first started for me. Um, I remember. I think my my first my first sport was actually football. I played for the um the Union Height Raiders. If people know where that's at, that's off of Acabee or whatnot. Um, right. and um, you know, just growing up, just getting the that was my first love of the game was playing football. You know, and um, you know, as as time grew, I ended up going to basketball. Played at Danny Jones. Mm -hmm. That's where I started playing for the. Um, I think I forgot the little league team I was playing for, but I was just the Danny playing for the Danny Jones uh, Recreational Center. Right. And um, just growing up, we eventually, you know, it, it started to uh, venture off to travel basketball. So I played for the North Charleston All Stars. Um, I think we was with them for either like three to four years. Right. And then um, after that, of course, that's when um, you know, we met you, and then started training, and you know, went up from there. All right, we'll we'll get into that in a second, but 
like every, every little kid coming up, you know, whether it's a, you know, a, a coach or a dad or, you know, some sort is we all need that type of support. Um, what was your support system in um, coming through the the ranks of the rec department, and you know, who was who was kind of your guy to help you, you know, through all those um, things? My support system is pretty big. It was mostly just, uh, my family, which is my mom, my parents, my mom and dad, and my grandparents. You know, they kind of supported me in every aspect of the game, whether it's taking me to to different games or providing me with the equipment or just being there, you know, 24-7. So, you know, they really helped me um, just to just not, not with stuff on the field, but off the field as well, just like how, you know, how I'm supposed to just handle my business as a, as a young adult. And um, I just, I'm thankful, you know, that I had them in my life and whatnot. And uh, they really helped me out and they still help me to this day. So for sure, I have a great support sure. system there. For sure. And, you know, and in, in, in kids growing up, self-esteem is huge. Um, that yeah. support system that you had have, uh, how did it make you feel as a, as a little kid? Because you got to think some, some kids don't have the support system we had yeah. or have. So when they go into games, they got nobody looking to the stands when they scoring that basket yeah. or making that tackle, right? <laughs> yeah. They got nobody to buy them the shoes and the equipment that they need. So how, how crucial was that, that support system for you? And how did it make you feel as a, as a young kid coming um, up? Like I said, it was a big part of the, especially with my self-esteem, because, you know, some games you don't do well or some games, you know, it, it goes the other way. But for them to always be there and have your back lay, you know, just um, just take it out the next game or, you know, you got to practice a little bit more. So they were there to push me not only, not only physically, but mentally as well. And um, like I said, I can understand from the standpoint of people who don't have that support system, system mm-hmm. how it can be of like a challenge to, you know, overcome whatever they may be going through. But. Like I said earlier, I've just been blessed by God just to have a, you know, a strong support system to be there for me in every aspect. So, um, sure. So yeah. For sure. So, yeah, we'll transition into a little bit of um, the middle school and the high school situation. And um, and I'm, I don't know if you, you, you know this, but, you know, we as parents, you know, we, uh-huh. all got, we got four or five different kids. We all got a favorite, right? As coaches, yeah. we all got thousands of players we see, but we all got favorites, right? And um, you were all one of my favorites because of the way you carry yourself. You know, you you and Rashad was team captains when we were playing because yeah. you were always on time. You helped, you know, c- get the team together. Like, you wanted to win and you was there for a purpose. When people were kind of goofing off, like, you always were serious. I never really see you. You laugh and play, but you're always about your business. And that's very important. Um, what were some of the things that 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 made that made you, you know, be that that constant, you know, that that focus at such a young young age. Um, a lot of that stems from me being the oldest, you know. Mm. Um, I got well now I got you know three siblings. At that time, I only had two. It's just my brothers, you know. And then my mom t- basically told me like, when you when you're the oldest, you kind of like the third parent. So mm. I had a lot of responsibility to take, you know, to take care of when I was when I was a kid. Not saying I. You know, I had to watch over my brothers or not, but I was there for the support. And um, just being the oldest, you kind of grow up quick, quicker than sure. quicker than others. And um, again, just also just watching my my pops too, just the way he handled business and how serious he was. And, you know, I'd never seen him work for anybody. He's always been an entrepreneur. So having that support and just seeing the, you know the way he grew from you know b- being at one barbershop and eventually owning his own and his own construction business kind of help. Um, 
you know, helped me in a way of, of my development. That's crucial. That's crucial. Um, so let's go back to the Day Foundation travel team days where, you know, our regiment, we try to do is try to focus on that collegiate regiment, right? Where yeah. you know, we, we practice tired, right? You guys had to run, what, four yeah. or five laps before practice. <laughs> um, game times, we had a um, we had a, a, a trainer there. We had pregame meal. We tried to trying to we was trying to adapt that same focus like where you would see in college. And 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 now that you've been through the whole ranks of college, and we'll get back to that. Tell the audience if the Day Foundation regimen and training was beneficial to you moving into college and professional situation. What, what yeah. were some things you took away from that yeah. that was kind of beneficial for you? Yeah, it was um definitely beneficial. I appreciate you and the way you had your organization set up because, you know, you were once a college athlete yourself and it kind of helped prepare us for, you know, what to expect from the college level. Like um, just the mental, I guess, approach to the game kind of helped that a lot, you know. Um, again, I know you mentioned about us just running around before practice, doing laps and, you know, shooting free throws. I remember one thing, like you had to shoot free throws when we're tired. Right. You know, that kind of simulates, you know, game time situation because you're not going to shoot free throws when, you, when you're fresh. Right. Most of the time, you know, it's when you're tired and it's in the crucial moments. Um, I guess also the aspect, I remember this one summer, I can't remember exactly like what was going on. I think we had like a camp or whatnot, but you had us actually take like a class for like um, mm. to develop apps or whatnot. I can't remember exactly mm. what year call, it was. But like, Charles, yeah. <laughs> and that was, I think that was something um, we would have took, if we would have known the, like the power of social media, mm. you know, and the, the way and direction it was, it is now. And we would have took that class actually more serious than you know than what it was. It could have, you know, couple help helped us out a lot. But um, just like everything you did for us, and just um, you know, preparing us for the games and practice and everything, kind of helped shape us. Yeah, yeah, I, I forgot about that that class. Yeah, that, that, was, <laughs> that was that was very important. You guys, yeah, you guys yeah. got me. You guys got me a lot of trouble from from that class. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it was all good. Um. And I don't know if you noticed know either, Bap. I think it was your senior year um, when I I started working with Fort Dorchester, um, yeah. and I and I I took that position mainly because of you. I wanted to really see yeah. you out. I wanted to really, and that was my commitment to my athletes. And I think you were one of the one that stick all the way through the course. You know what I mean? You got some athletes, some players that think the 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 the, the, the grass is greener on the other side, so they jump ship and find out you know it's worse than what. <laughs> Yeah, what they was where they where they were, and the thing is, you know, some kids, some families, and you can't you know knock them for that, but may go to a situation where they don't have to pay a fee, right? Yeah. So not necessarily understanding the what they're learning, what they're getting, they're giving up a fee for for not really getting the knowledge they need to be a student athlete. And I um I thank you for sticking through the course. That's why I came to Fort Dodge yeah. just to see you know see your way out the last year, and I thought that was important, you know. Yeah, I appreciate it. I remember you coming as an assistant coach, man, and you know, it kind of helped out a lot, too, with just the mental, you know, focus. And, you know, you just get prep talking to me before the games and just make sure I'm right mentally and everything. So For sure. I appreciate sure. it. Yeah. No problem. That senior season was my best year, too. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. Um, You say basketball was, was was your best year, but you kind of – you went to college for football, right? Yeah. And you played quarterback uh at Fort Dorchester. Right. Yeah. Um. Take us, take us, take us back to that time, and you know how that transition from basketball to football, being a, a lead here again, you being a leader, 
you know, running yeah. the team, being vocal. And you wasn't the biggest vocal person ever. I don't think you still yeah. are. You, you don't you speak <laughs> your actions, right? Yeah. Like, I see like you just right, do something like that, you know, just throw it off. You never really was a vocal person, and you still were a leader because you had, you know, great leadership in your family and you you knew how to lead. Talk about that transition from basketball to football and you know, what were some of the benefits from that? Yeah, um, I guess the the biggest benefits for me just transition from foot from the basketball to football was um um let me say what was the question sorry you said the biggest transition from basketball to football yeah what were the benefits yeah. like you know playing, being a two-sport person is obviously yeah. different muscles different focus different concentration what allow yeah. you to go from basketball to football and be effective i mean not not talking uh, about the, the physical aspects yeah. of it um just mentally just being you know, just being sharp on on the all on all of on all the courts. Um, I know with you know, basketball, it's like a lot of lateral movement, and that kind of helped me out with with football. Just being able mm. to with my agility, mm. I should say. Um, also, just being being a leader on the on the basketball court and football court. Just being a leader, on, I guess, on all aspects on that as well. Um, that's really it. it kind of cor- correlates hand to hand. Just being an athlete, just in general, just being able to play you know, sure. different sports. Yeah, For sure. And this time out message, we got Chris Evans. You know, I was I was a shooter and I really couldn't get by. I could handle it, but I not like you. I couldn't get by people. Right. I wasn't quick enough. And uh, so that changed the the arc of my career there. And um, and, I, and I just kept playing. Some of us, Mel, uh, especially you know people with <laughs> slow, weak people like me. Uh, we end up coming into our own a little bit by the time we're 22, 23, mm. 24. It's almost mm. after college. Mm. And uh, that's kind of when, when I hit the, the apex of, of my talent, I think. And I ended up going over to Ireland and playing two seasons in Ireland and, uh, and putting up 50-some games. Mm. <laughs> now let's get back to the interview. Let's get into the recruiting situation and, and tell us how that go. Now, again, um, there's a lot of families out there that don't really know the process, don't understand the process. Um, take us back to your 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 story on how'd you end up at uh Newberry and um, you know, who were recruiting you, what were kind of situation you had at that time? Great question. So, like during my senior year, you know, I wasn't, you know, I had some people, like I think it was um, I wanna say it was Georgia Southern. They came out, you know, to look at me for for football, but they, you know, they weren't really interested. So after my football season, to be honest, I thought it was like all all on basketball. I was like, hey, you know, I didn't really hear from anybody. I'm just going to put all my eggs in one basket and just try to do the most of this basketball season because I wasn't here really hearing from anyone. Um, and then I remember out the blue, it was like in January of my, of that, of my last year, um, I heard from Newberry College and they were saying they were, they were interested in me and they were thinking about giving me a scholarship. Uh, this was right around the time I was still playing basketball. And I think Francis Marion was talking to, to my coach as well. But Francis Marion wasn't giving me any offers or whatnot at the time. They just were like, you know, just looking at me. And then Newberry ended up offering me, you know, that, that scholarship. And I was still trying to play play the game, play the, you know, wait it out a little bit. But they're basically like, hey, you know, you know, football signing day is coming soon. Mm-hmm. You're either going to have to, like, you know, choose if you're going to stay with us or we're going to have to give you a scholarship or start looking at someone else. 
Right. And that kind of like sped up my process. Like, hey, you know, I didn't really have anything else on the table there. So I remember I had that conversation with you before the Ashley Ridge game. Like, hey, like I'm, I'm thinking about just going ahead and just taking a scholarship with Newberry. They offered me, you know, a full ride. So I just had to do what, what was best for me at that time. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, fate is fate. We can't, you know, turn the clock back or make things happen. But if you would say, if you had this in your corner or this in your situation, do yeah. you think it would have been a, you'd have more offers, more looks, had you done X, Y, Z? And this is for the audience that listen. Yeah. Um, you know, I love playing quarterback. You know, that's my, that's still my favorite position. I think if I would have played like a different position, like a defensive end, or like a tight end or whatnot or what receiver, I probably would have had more offers because a lot of schools looked at me as like an, as an athlete. They didn't really look at me as a true quarterback, you know. Mm -hmm. So if I would have played a different different position, I possibly would have had more offers. And then on the basketball side, if I would have developed a, you know, a three-point shot early mm -hmm. on or uh, you had me doing this on your team, just handling the ball, you know, a little bit more because, you know, when I was the one of the biggest, I was the biggest person possibly in the low country, one of the biggest. So they had me on the block playing center. You know, when you go to the collegiate level, six four, six five, you playing guard. So exactly. I remember you telling me that early on. And, you know, just going back in time, if I would have probably just played the guard position a little bit more, you know, I probably would have had a little bit more offers on the basketball side of things. For sure. I mean, still things 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 still work out the way they worked out because oh, yeah. of your leadership, because of your hard work. And and that's the things I try to tell the audience of people all the time. Situation like you, Bap, great athlete, great uh, academic student, right? And and you just got by just because of of what you possess. But what if you yeah. had some more talent? I mean, not, I mean, some more support, some more exposure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things have been a whole lot different. Not saying they weren't aren't the best the way they are now. But speaking to yeah. the audience, you have to do more. You have to put yourself into more because everybody's not going to be six five, right? Yeah, and be able to get through with in those situations. Um, talk about as a as a freshman, man. When you first got on, on campus, was, was was that different for you? As far as you know, being at home, oh, yeah. you have a, a curfew, you got a schedule, your parents are there. But in college, is no one's there. You got to go to school. Oh, yeah. You know, you got a schedule. How was that different for you? Um, um, transition. I think that's where your discipline comes in. That is just you know how whatever your, the values or, you know, morals your, your parents, you know, taught you growing up, you got to kind of, you know, take that upon yourself, you know, on, on the collegiate level. Mm -hmm. And with being an athlete, you know, it's, it's still structured to it. You still got like a set schedule, still got practice, you know, you got to study, keep your grades up to be able to play for, on the, on the, on the team. And um, just make sure you go into class because your attendance is a big thing, depending on who your professor is. Mm -hmm. So the transition for me was, I wasn't saying it was the easiest, but it was quite, because I was already like used to being disciplined for in sure. itself, you know, so the transition wasn't that bad. And I also knew a lot of people that I went to, um, that I went to college with, I knew them from high school. So it was kind of, you know, I had the same roommate, like you said, Rashad, he was my roommate. And a lot of people from the low country went to Newberry as well. So it was kind of easy to adapt to the other freshmen and, um, you know, live life on campus my freshman year. It was pretty cool. Well, that's the more personal transition. Talk about the athletic transition because you got, you know, seniors, yeah. they're 21 years yeah. old. You're coming in as a, you know, 18, 19-year-old right. high school freshman. Talk about that oh, yeah. and, and, and um, some of those and how that transition was either, yeah. you know, different or the same. Okay. Um, that was a that was the biggest challenge for me, Um, you know, because I went from playing quarterback to a position, you know, that don't really get hit too much to playing receiver. 
where you know you got to block and it's more a little bit more physical mm-hmm. and um you know i wasn't the best at catching my freshman year like i was just dropping passes i wasn't comfortable you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Cause i was a position i really wasn't wasn't playing too often so i just remember that my first hit in college and one of the uh one of, i forgot who it was on the team i was like welcome to college football like that was my first first big hit and i was like damn i said damn i gotta get bigger like i get stronger like you know what i'm saying i gotta get i got this off season i was gonna get better so my off season from my, my freshman year to the sophomore year was a big change. Um, you know, I got in the weight room, started working on my catching because with me, if I lack something, I'm gonna try my best to, you know, to 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 improve it because I want to try to be the best person now. Uh, you know, I could be on the field. So that 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 freshman year was a sh- was a shock, man. Uh, sure. Like I said, from dropping a lot of passes to being like skinny because I was still little, <laughs> and I was probably like one one ninety at that right. time. So. You know, I was still kind of like undersized. I was still like um, growing into my body. So right, right. Yeah, and I saw you the other day. Jesus Christ, you like what two fifty right now? <laughs> I like probably like two thirty five. Jesus Lord, big boy, yeah. you look good. Yeah. Um, talk about the transition from acad- academics. How was that? Again, I know you was disciplined yeah. before, make good grades, but it still was a different. There's a lot of yeah. distractions. How was how was uh how was that transition academically? Um. Academically, it was it was quite a challenge as well. Just um, just because, like I said earlier, like your discipline has to come in place because some professors they don't even take attendance. Mm. So for you to even show up, you know what I'm saying? When teachers not even taking attendance is a big thing. Um, just the way they test and everything is a lot kind of kind of a different, just depending on like what class you took took in high school. Um, and I was a nursing major, so that was a big challenge in itself. Just going into the nursing program. Still playing football, you know it was a, it was a lot on my plate. Even though I didn't, you know, complete the whole program, I think I, like my, my my senior year I didn't pass one of the classes, but it was just still a challenge because I had to wake up, you know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at like five a.m. to go to the hospital in Lexington, mm. you know, at six fifteen to go and do the clinicals and whatnot. So then after that, you got practice. So you know, when you, when you transition from high school to college, man, you just really gotta be disciplined. Because if you don't, if you lack discipline, it's gonna be it's gonna be really rough for you to to adapt to that culture. And people need to hear that because everybody just thinking, oh, I get a scholarship, I want a scholarship, like it's so easy, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> like it's like anybody uh, can do uh, it, right? It, anybody can do it. And like the thing about co- the college level, like that thing, your scholarship is like on a, it's like a contract, it's like a year to year contract. Like they can they can take it away. Like I've seen some people, some of my peers or whatnot, that got their scholarship taken away because they just wasn't producing on the field or, or, or academically. So that's a year-to-year contract, man. Like, exactly. you can get that thing taken away. You know? Exactly. Um, your college coaches. Uh, in in life, we try to take something from everybody that we come in, con- in, in, you know, in contact with. Let me two things that you got from your college coach and how do you apply that to your everyday life? Mm, two things that I got from my college coaches. Yeah. Um. For one, I would just say, you know, put your effort into your best effort into everything you do. You know, um, you know, everyone is different, you know, and um, as long as you put your best effort into everything you do, you know, you're not you're not slacking yourself or you're not letting yourself down. You know, you you know, you're, you know, your own self. So, you know, when you when you slack into some levels of where you need to get better. So each and every day you should wake up and your goal should just try to be to put the best effort into whatever you whatever you're doing and the next thing i would say just um just staying consistent mm. you know consistency will 
you know, keep you motivated when, when times, when, when things get rough, you know, just staying consistent in whatever you're doing. Maybe it's like probably posting content, you know, mm-hmm. maybe your first couple of videos or whatnot may not get that much likes, but if you continue to post and post, you never know. One video might blow up. Mm-hmm. So just putting your best effort in everything you're doing and just staying consistent in wherever you're doing is kind of the things that, you know, I took from my college coaches. For sure. For sure. And in, in high school, you say your senior year was your, your best year. So that was kind of the yeah. pivot turn, right? So here we go again. Yeah. Ninth grade, getting introduced from getting introduced from middle school to high school. Then your uh-huh. ninth grade, you kind of kind of figured out. By your 10th grade, you still kind of figured out. Then by your, your summer, your junior year, it kind of hit home. And then boom, your senior year, it was the best yeah. year. So every year comes from the 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 the, the work that goes into up your up, up into your upcoming year. What was your uh-huh. pivotal career turn in college when was that when you kind of like figure it out and like like you said you had to really wake up yeah. and make it happen that was my pivotal year was my the first year I actually started at tight end because you know I went from quarterback to receiver I just went to college then from from receiver to tight end um, I just remember my college um one of my college coaches approaching me was like hey you know you know, one of our, all our tight ends are leaving, you know, because by that time when I was a receiver, I think we had all seniors at tight ends. He's like, I think this would be probably the best, you know, decision or best move for you to move to tight end. And at first I was like, dang, I'm going to be have to block like tight end, like defensive ends. Cause at that time I was still like, what, two, probably like 210. I was still, I wasn't the big, I was like 215. So I had to, you know, work even, you know, even harder to get that muscle um, compacted on me and, you know, to, 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 to take it to the next level. And my first year at tight end um, was probably my best year because that's when the year we won, you know, the sack, sack, sack championship, mm. you know. Um, you know, I got the all-conference, all-conference award. Nice. And, uh, you know, I really excelled at that. Nice. You know, so. Nice. The most important message to get across to student-athletes suffering from mental health issues is that you're not alone. Many student athletes deal with depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and other mental health struggles. If this is the case, speak to someone like a counselor, a parent, a trusted adult, or your fellow teammate. Adults who are supporting a student athlete should be aware of the signs. A student athlete who is experiencing mental health difficulties might have constant fatigue, loss of appetite, mood swings, apathy, or even declining grades and or social isolation. A student athlete's mental health can be severely affected by an injury. An athlete's entire life becomes about their sport. And when they lose the ability to play, it can take a huge toll mentally. As we continue to reduce the stigma around mental health, hopefully more middle and high school level student athletes will feel confident discussing their health, whether it be mental or physical. The Triple Threat Podcast will be adding a psychology aspect in season two. We will be doing our part to help destigmatize mental health when it comes to student athletes. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform so you never miss an episode.
Now let's get back to the interview. I, I want you to tell the audience, you know, right quick, because we're not, you know, none of us is perfect, right? But in order to be in the college atmosphere around other kids that's distractions, not doing what they got to do, everybody's going, hey, bat, let's go out, let's do this, let's go to this yeah. party, let's go bowling. And to be focused and discipline, yeah, that's that comes natural come from a home and we apply it, but it's still something different there to, to help you make the decision. And I'm, that's what I'm yeah. trying to find out from all the players. Like, what is that one thing that make you say, no, I got to go and do it? For me, it was always my parents, right? It was always my, if I yeah. do this and something happened, how would I look? How would I make my parents feel? That made yeah. me make my decision because, like, I'm human. I, I got, I, I got, the, the, those are good distractions to me, but I had to make yeah. a, I had to make a, a, a sound decision. What was that for you? And some something similar to yours. I didn't want to let my parents down mm -hmm. because you know you see the, all the sacrifices and everything they do to to get you to that to that point where you where you're at, and you don't want to you know do the you know the most stupid thing to to let them down. Now they can't see you play on on mm -hmm. Saturday. Let's say you go you get suspended for some reason. Now you know they making a the trip for no reason. You done. You know, wasted everyone's time, and also, like, I always had that monster. Like, I wanted to go to the league, mm. and I didn't want to do anything to to jeopardize, you know, my chances of making it to the league. Right, and and so let's let's transition. That's a good segue into my next question. You know, everybody, I wanted to make it to the NBA. Everybody wanted to make it to the next level. Um, what were some of the things that you were doing in order to prepare for that? Do you had a, did you have an agent? Did someone was someone talking to you? Yeah. What Take us back to the, some of those uh, those conversations or, or, yeah. or stories about that. Yeah, so that story was, you know, some pretty pretty crazy story. So after my senior year, you know, well during my senior year, I had the we had the Cardinals come to our practice. You know, there was some talks about they were looking at me and a couple of other people on the team, and um, we didn't have the best senior season. You know, so we didn't get as much eyes or attention like we did the year before when we won the when we won the championship. But um, you know. Uh, at that time, after my senior season, it was kind of like, damn, I was like, all right, what's next? I said, well, I got to start preparing myself for, for the league. And um, I'm sorry, hold on. Hold on. Uh, but um, you can see me? Yeah, you're good. Okay, yeah. But um, I didn't really, I was kind of, I wish I would have had an agent early on. Now I'm just thinking on retrospective things because I remember, like, I was still training and I was, I was training for, um, what you call it, the combine or whatnot mm -hmm. at, uh, at, for, for Char at Charleston Southern. Because at our college, they wasn't throwing one for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, so I was trained to go to Charleston Southern, doing whatever you need to do. Um, Charleston Southern, they canceled theirs. And they sent all their players to Coastal. Mm -hmm. And by the time I found out, it was kind of like a little bit too late. So, you know, I didn't really have a pro day. That's what they call it, a pro day. Right. So I didn't really have any numbers. So I remember the day of the draft, it was like April 18th. It was like a day after my birthday or whatnot. Um, the Cardinal Scout, he texted me from a random number. like, hey. He was just like, um, you know, do you have an agent? And what's your numbers? And at that time, I didn't really have an agent. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any numbers either. So I kind of told him the story, and I didn't hear from him anymore. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of text one of the agents I was talking to, like, hey, you know, I said, I, I heard the Cardinal Scout. They, they text me looking for an agent, you know. And um, I didn't hear anything from that agent either. So it, that's that's the biggest thing, man. Mm -hmm. If I would have had an agent probably early on, they probably would have found a way to get me into – you know, a pro day, yeah, a tryout. yeah a, a something. And I believe by my heart, 
if I would have had at least some numbers, I probably got a vibe like a mini camp or something, but things didn't go my way. But and everything happens for a reason. Tell them what you would have done once they see it. That's yeah. five frame and see you run the ball. I mean, you know, just things can anything can happen at that point. Well, what do you tell the players that's that's in college right now? You know, one of the um I won't say call them a, a mistake, but one of the things yeah. that you know we just didn't have knowledge of. What, what what would you tell them that they need to do to kind of fill that void so they don't fall in that same yeah. Um, you know, make sure they have all their ducks in the rows. Like, I know after my after I graduated, man, it was like I went back home, didn't really know what I was going to do. So, just make sure, like, during your senior season or like before your senior season, make sure you have a plan ahead, like what you want to do next. Because if the sports don't work out, make sure you have a plan B. Like, okay, I'm gonna go home. I got this degree. I'm gonna do this, this, that, and that. Don't wait till like the last minute to like, you know. We may, when you graduate, start scrambling and start doing a job and you should start interviewing like that April or, or that March, you know, from to different jobs, letting them know, like, hey, you know, I'm graduating in May with this degree. I'm just interviewing earliest to make sure I have a job secured or whatnot. And as far as like the, the athlete side of things, just make sure, you know, if you if you think you're that guy, you can make it to the next level. Make sure you just have your 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 content and just try to send it to to, to get an agent or whatnot because you know, this t- times are different now than versus when I was in sure. college or high school. Like, it's a lot more social media access that, um, you know, that can really help you out during these times. So I would say just make sure you got that content ready and just have a plan, plan B or C for after you graduate. If you don't, you know, plan on making it to the league or, you know, that's not your dreams or whatnot. And I'm going to take this time back to just, to just to throw in a plug on what we're doing from the Day Foundation. We're actually working on a resource center student-athletes. Uh-huh. You know, entrepreneurs can go to a business center and get help. Student-athletes will be able to come to my resource center and get information because it's the same information no matter what year, what athlete, what sport, it's the same situation all around the board. So how do we as a community help these athletes that's in these situations? Perfect situation like you, great athlete, on t- I mean, consistent, be on time, great grade, but didn't have a representation, not because nobody didn't want to represent you, it was because you did, yeah. didn't know, yeah. right? And that's 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 the that's the main thing that's happening to athletes, just of the knowledge of not knowing where to to not knowing what to do, how to do, and and, yeah. and, and you know just how to get there. And that's that's a huge problem that's going on in our community right now. Yeah, you need that rep- representation, man, because that's a they're the ones that have the connections. You know, you don't know who they know, who they may know, what coach they know, so. You need a representative on, on on your behalf to you know to help you out. For you know, sure. like I said, on retrospect, just thinking, looking back on things, if I would have had one early on, you know, I probably could have been in a different position. But you know, for everything sure. happens for a reason. You know, so. And 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 I felt I felt I'm I'm gonna say this before I ask you this. My senior year coming out of college, I was riding a bicycle for four four or five months. Right. Because, yeah. again, I didn't have an agent. I didn't know where to do. I was scrambling until I started a business and figure it out. Yeah. How how did you feel? And what what were your thought process your senior year? Um, yeah. No agent. The, the, the kind of lead kind of, you know, is dwindling away. You got a degree. Again, we're still in a situation. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah, it was just like I was kind of like I had some animosity towards my college, but yeah. I was like, "Well, damn, like, damn, like, y'all not helping me out. We don't have a pro day. Like, what's going on? Like, 
you know, I overcame is, that. As you know, back is not is not their responsibility. As you yeah, as you know it, now, it's not their responsibility. Yeah, and, and you know, after like you know, after some years, I was like, all right, it's not really everything. You know, it's all me because I should have had you know my my things aligned and in, in order. You know, so you know, just looking back on things, man, it's just like like you said, like. You think like, oh, you know, I'm good on the field. Like you hear people saying, like, man, you supposed to make it to the next to the league, and you sitting there like, dang, like, I'm still trying to figure out like what's what's next. And I'm right. going to like, I went to like a CFL tryout, you know, didn't really do well because it was like raining and all that stuff. So I was like, wow, like, I knew I could play in the league, so sure. I just didn't have the the, the resources at the time to to help me, for you sure. know. So for sure. So transitioning to that, Pat, what tell the audience, you know. After a couple of years of figuring out and scrambling, what's in the afterlife? What's your approach and what are you doing now with the discipline, the degree, and all the knowledge yeah. that you obtained over the over the years? It took me a few years to figure that out. After, like you said, after college, you know, because you're still trying to you're trying to figure out what you want to exactly what you want to do. That's why I, uh, me and my roommate from from college, we went to Charlotte. We're trying to figure it out. I eventually, you know, got my real estate license in both South Carolina and North Carolina. And um kind of the same approach that I had, you know, from 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 playing sports just all my life, I try to take into account now just with for one, the discipline, mm-hmm. um, just being able to communicate with others, you know, you know, being a team player, you know, and um just you know when you're running your own business, you kinda gotta be like self motivated as well. You know, so, you know, I'm saying there's still challenges, you know, that that I have to overcome, you know, within my business, you know, but, um, you know, because you really don't have anyone over your head, right, telling you what to do. So that has to come, you know, within, within yourself, you know, and I'm still looking about ways I can, you know, better improve my business. And, you know, there's still, there's still things in, in my situation, I can, you know, I can better, better myself, but, um, but yeah. And, and you said, major. you said a good point about, you know, being a business owner and you still, it, it kind of compares to being a student athlete because again, yeah. we talked about earlier, you know, your parents are not there. So you got to wake up, you got to be motivated. You got to be on time to class. When you're in business, yeah. you got to be on time to meetings. You got to be creative. Yeah. No one's there to push you. So, you know, the, the the same kind of approach as a student athlete is the same kind of approach when it comes to afterlife, especially running a business. And that's, that's so yeah. important. I think sports yeah. help you prepare for situations like this yeah it's not easy you need you need the support you know and i'm not saying i know it all i'm still trying to you know, figure it out myself but um you know each and every day you just grow you get better you learn and um you know you just approve approve each and every day and there's always something you should you, you can work on for sure you know what i'm saying no, no one's perfect so you know you, you learn you make mistakes you learn from it and you continue to grow for sure looking back right now and you know, and you see that young bap, say young bap in eighth grade right now, yeah. young bap eighth grade right now, but you're not, but it's a different kid in the community. What would yeah. your, what would your message be to that, that to that young bap in eighth grade right now? My my message would be to, you know, really put your all and everything you do, do it to a hundred percent. You know, um, you now sometimes I felt like. I could have gave a little bit more than than I did. I remember you kept telling me, "Yeah, you bring that dog out." You, you know what I'm saying? You gotta find something within yourself, you know, to 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 get better. And I feel like some in some some ways and aspects, I could have gave a little bit more effort, or 
little bit, push a little bit more, train a little bit harder. But hold on, but hold on yeah. though, but hold on. Let's 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 talk about that because yeah. you're 15, 16, or 14, 15 years old, and yeah. that having and you don't know that needs to be done. Yeah. How could you how could you do that? And that's why these conversations are so important. So, like you yeah. just said, finding that way, because of kids like you, we were telling you that you had to do it, right? That yeah. that the benefits of you being more mean and more aggressive would add to more production. But we didn't tell you how to do it. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that's the one thing that we're trying to get to the to the audience and the kids of of how do you how do you focus and what do you got to turn on to make this make this thing happen? Like how how does yeah. that how does that happen? And I think it comes from the support system, right? Of, yeah. of being in a in a, a collective group where there are other athletes talking about the same problems and continuously, consistently moving to that goal. And that's yeah. not that's not that's not we don't have that yet. Yeah, we just gotta like you know we gotta just tell the youth like. Only you gotta think. Only a few people make it, man. Like there's only a slim people that make it to the, to the to the league or to the collegiate level in itself. So you gotta figure figure out like how are you gonna separate? What's gonna make you different from everybody else? Because when you go to the college level, you know everybody else. Everyone in college was good athletes or may have been half good or whatnot. But when you go to the NFL level, everybody been all conference. Everyone did all state. Everybody. Everyone did all that. So, like, what's going to make you even more different? You got to outwork everybody. That's going to make you different. You just got to outwork everyone, you know. And you made a a, a, a point earlier about – I want you to finish this this statement for me. The yeah. game is 90% what? It's 90% um, mental. That's all yeah. day, every day, right? Yeah. So, we got this this whole terminology that's in our society right now about – um mental 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 illness or mental toughness or whatever you call it mental mental illness mental yeah. toughness so back in the days again i was telling you hey dog, hey hey back gotta bring that dog out you gotta do this you gotta do that and what i'm learning now is when you're trying to get a kid to that next level it's more environmental my question to you is that not saying you wasn't the hood or i wasn't the hood but kids in the hood or maybe a hood environment where they got to fight for pieces of bread or fight for the yeah. meat, right? That dogs don't come at them through sports. So do you do you think the environment of a kid's lack of aggression or more of aggression comes from their homes? Um, that's the question I was thinking upon too. I would say I think it just it has to be within you. I don't think the environment plays a big impact in it. it, it, it definitely helps. But, you know, I've seen some athletes that's in the NFL, they still had um, great parents, great background, and they still got the dog in them. You know, it just, <laughs> I don't know, you know, where they found it. You know, I think that's just within you. Your environment plays a part in it, but in the day, it just comes from your inner your inner will, I should say. Mm, mm, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Because if, if, if people can find that, That'll 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 change their scope of everything. Yeah. And, and little kids, I see it from the eight nine. They're real yeah. tentative. They don't want to hurt nobody about it or hurt nobody with it, right? Because it's really a fine yeah. line how you want to do it. So it's 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 borderline fighting. <laughs> yeah. If you really want to, you know, you really want to think about it, it's borderline fighting, and that's thing. That's a skill in itself to have to be learned in 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 obtained when it comes to young athletes having that dog in it. Yeah, it's that mama mentality. For sure, for sure. Yeah. What are some lessons you learned 
through sports that you think that's going to help you, you know, through life and especially in your in your business? One one here's one great lesson I learned is just being able to work and communicate with others. You know, playing a team sport all your life, you're you're there's a different races, different cultures, just different people. So you're you know you get along with with everyone. And I feel like that helped me out you know a lot, especially in my professional business. I'm able to get along with with anyone. I'm able to talk with anyone, um, and just be able to show you know that I can communicate and just be with anyone, be around anyone. So for sure, that was one of the big lessons I learned: just being able to work or you know be on the team with with everyone from different backgrounds, different cultures, and everything. He made a name for himself as a star for the College of Charleston basketball teams in the mid to late 90s. And now, Jermel President is doing what he can to make sure that the Charleston area kids have a chance to succeed on the court and in life. So I want to, you know, give some of that back to the community as well. Um, after college and after playing professionally, uh, I started the Day Foundation just to, to be that wealth of knowledge to the kids in the community and, and parents as well. College of Charleston Hall of Famer Jamel President said he saw a need for this while he was in school. So he founded the nonprofit Day Foundation. And its philosophy for success is based on what he calls his oatmeal recipe. Let's go and finish together. Basically, teaches the game of basketball, focusing on skills, development, nutrition, and education. Not only SAT, ACT type stuff, but education for parents in how to navigate through the different levels of athletics. In closing back, we, uh, we we do something which you're familiar with. It's called the oatmeal recipe. And the oatmeal recipe is skill development, nutrition, and education. So I want to call each one of those terminology out, and I want you to get your response on them. Um, from the skill development part of it, yes, we, we know you were training with me and you were doing this, the, um, the travel ball. But in my yeah. lessons, in my, in my training, I do a lot of self-contained drills where you got to make certain amount – of of, yeah. of 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 shots and do it in a certain amount of time, right? So there's concentration mm -hmm. and you're doing it at game speed. And and um skill development not from a sport is important for the skill development in life is just as important. And we can take those skill development learned in sports and apply them to real life. What are one mm -hmm. what is one skill that you think that's been very effective for you that you learned through sports that you apply it right now? Um one one of the greatest, I guess, just your your mental toughness, just being able to, you know, get up when when you're down because this thing of life is is full of ups and downs. Not every day is gonna be the best day, not every day is gonna be the worst day, but you just gotta take take one day at a time and just be able to overcome, you know, anything, any adversity you may be going through. That's why I think my relationship with, you know, Jesus Christ that I'm able to just, you know, pray and call upon him when when things get rough because everyone goes through things in life. Like I said, it's ups and downs. So just being able to have that, that mental toughness or that um, mental support, I should say, um, kind of really helped me, you know, especially in these times because, you know, you don't have your parents to piggyback on, you know, every day or, you know, you got them to help you if you need anything. But at the same time, you know, you still got to go through your own trials and tribulations. So, yeah, sure. just mental toughness. Man. All right. The next one is nutrition. And, you know, back yeah. when we traveled, we had, we ate at kicking chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had our pregame meal. We had our, it wasn't no pork and um, fried food. It wasn't no sodas and Skittles. Like, because that's yeah. important. How were that, and how was that information 
important to you as far as nutrition yeah. and how it's important in college as well? So in college, it's very important because like your your body, you got to think someone said you got to think your body as a as, as a car, like you 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 a Ferrari. You can't put regular gas in a Ferrari. You got to put premium fuel in it. So you got to make sure you're eating right. You know, especially during during camp, you can't be eating fried chicken, you know, sodas. You're going to go out there and cramp up. You're going to pass out. You got to make sure you're eating your greens, your fruits, your oatmeal or whatnot. And even now, you know, at one point I started looking at myself and damn, I'm getting fat. So I got to eat right. You know what I'm saying? I got to get back get back right so i just had to you know get back on the diet and that just helps with your with your with your with your discipline as well because you know you got to eat right and it's all about your mind body and spirit so as long as you eat right that's going to help your you know you physically and mentally it's going to like clear things like we eat that fried food and everything it makes you like lazy sluggish but we get all that so sure. nutrition is, is, is very important man. all right last one is uh education um, again, we we talked about you always been disciplined, always focused, but it's a difference when, you know, reading the book and taking the test versus applying what you've known to the real world. How's that been beneficial to you as far as taking what you've learned, um, over the years in school and college and now being in business, especially in a different area, how does those things you've learned transition into you being successful now? Um, it's a big transition because you got to know, like you said, you just can't just read something and just you know, comprehend it. You got to be able to apply it as well. So you just got to take what, what you learn from over your years of high school or college and be able to apply it to your business now, whether it's like, you know, setting up an email, simple as that. A lot of people probably don't know how to you know, properly, you know, email someone or if it's to mail someone or just being on time. Communication is big. Because in business, you got to know how to communicate not only with your 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 counterparts, but with your consumers as well. Mm. So um, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of stuff that you learn from, from college or from high school that you can apply, not only to your own business, but to work, you know, whether it's like showing up on time, you know, doing your, doing your job to the best of your ability, just trying to outwork everyone, you know, and just, um, just showing up. You know what I'm saying? You can't call out every day. Sure. <laughs> so just showing up to work and, you know, things like that could definitely help you out from, you know, from what you learned growing up to now. For sure. For sure. Well, Beth, that concludes our, our interview, man. I just want to say yeah. always proud of you. Been proud of you. Seeing the man you turn yeah, out to be. And I appreciate you, you know, uh, giving your time to Day Foundation and, and being successful. That means a lot to, to us and just to see you know the, the 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 progress you know you made in becoming a young man yourself. That's that's truly awesome. Yeah. Now I appreciate you, Jamal. You helped me just take my game, my basketball game, just to like to another level. Just whether it just helped me like mentally or physically, just let me like just letting me know, giving me the more more confidence within myself. Like you know, boy, you're the best athlete out here. Like you, you a dog. Like you know what I'm saying. That really helped me, you know, take it take it to the next level. And I was able to apply that to college level, you know, and uh, it helped me out a lot, man. For sure, for sure. I'll be back. We see you soon, man. I appreciate your time. We'll get that work. All right, Jamel. Peace. Be easy, man. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, so there it goes, guys. Another one in the books. I want to thank Big Bat for coming on and giving us his wealth of knowledge um, on how to be a student athlete. 
um, from the middle school to the high school and being successful in college. He talked about having a support system that was huge for him. All right. And athletes, athletes need to understand that their support system is one of the main things that's going to get them um, to the next level and through the next level. All right. So, again, so we thank Big Bat for coming on. Be right back. Don't forget to subscribe to the Triple Threat Podcast on your favorite listening platform. We are live on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. That's Triple Threat spelled 3-R-I-P-L-E-3-H-R-E-A-T. Triple Threat Podcast. We'll be right back. What Jermel is doing with Today Foundation and the approach he's taking to help develop young athletes, first of all, getting them prepared from the academic standpoint, which, as you know as well as I do, Bobby, that's the most important element to try to get them to eat healthy, to be able to train properly, to get the proper education, and then hopefully for those who are talented enough to have a chance to move on to perhaps even get a free education by going off to college. But I love what Jermel is doing. It's a wonderful program. Hopefully more people in the community will get behind it and some of the businesses involved as well to help sponsor this program. Because these are the kind of things that every community needs, looking out for the best interest of a youth. The future of this country is in our youth. And everything that we can do to help prepare them better for that is absolutely wonderful. And, and I can't express adequately enough my admiration and respect for what Jermel is doing and hopefully he'll get a lot of help from a lot of people you can follow us on facebook and instagram at Jamel president and on twitter at president Jamel. make sure to subscribe to this podcast as i'll be bringing you a new interview every month